0: Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane.
1: And my name is Pete.
0: And we are back after a bit of a break.
1: Yes, yes, a slight break.
0: Slight break. We had uh, some weekends away and also a bit of sickness.
1: Yes, that's, uh, you might hear it in my voice. It uh, hit me real hard. Not entirely sure what it was, but um, yeah, just coming out of it now starting to feel like a normal human being again, which is nice.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe with some residual rib strain (laughs) breakage. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I've never experienced that where I've coughed so much that I actually am sore. Uh, I don't know, yeah, if I broke a rib or what, but I have a swollen side. So I might look into that. Yeah, whatever. We'll we'll put this into the podcast. We'll remember this day. Yeah. When I coughed so much, I hurt myself.
0: Yes. Yes. So, uh, I guess we can start with our adventures.
1: Absolutely. Away. So where, do you, where do you want to begin? Like we've, we've done quite a bit in the last couple weeks.
0: of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from our visit to Guelph, what are you thinking of? Or are you thinking know. of the visit to Guelph?
1: I am thinking of the visit to Guelph. Well,
0: let's start with that.
1: Okay. So one of the things for the Guelph thing, um, I don't know if you remember this. When we went to Guelph, uh, I, uh, as we were driving around looking for things to do, I brought up this website. It's uh, the Ontarioan, and it had 50 best things to do in Guelph. And I wanted to share this just because it's hilarious.
0: Oh, nice. Well,
1: and we did check off a few things from this list.
0: Okay. And brief intro: We were going to visit your cousin in Guelph. Yes. His place there. We thought we'd spend some time in that city because we've spent so much time in Toronto. And it was also nice to go back and visit. I yeah, lived you, there have for a a, bit. you have
1: a history in Guelph because <laughs> you did your master's there.
0: So we're on the road thinking we have a nice open weekend. What shall we do?
1: Yes. So I looked it up and uh, let's just do the first top 10, first of all. Let's spend a weekend camping.
0: Ooh, okay. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. Number two, revamp your resume. Uh,
0: in Guelph. <laughs>
1: Uh, That sounds fun. Number three, volunteer with a local organization. Okay. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that. No. Visit the Guelph's Farmers Market.
0: Oh, yes. Very good. We've done Uh, that before.
1: Yeah, we didn't do it that that weekend because it was closed. Go fishing in Speed River. Do you even know where Speed River is?
0: I do. I've heard of it.
1: All right. Play Frisbee Mm. on Johnson Green.
0: That's a university campus. Nice big green space.
1: Go to Toronto and watch a Blue Jays game.
0: While in Guelph. <laughs>
1: See, that just feels like the list is uh, cheating because it's yes. like you've run out of things to do in Guelph. So now you're talking about neighboring cities. I just think that's funny. Yeah. Uh, visit Guelph Lake.
0: Yep. We, we did. We
1: did do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it, it looks like a lake. Uh, throw a barbecue party in your backyard.
0: Nice. <laughs> is this the student newspaper? The Ontarian
1: I guess so. Maybe.
0: Because that might make sense.
1: (laughs) And uh, at 10, visit the donkey sanctuary. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, It maybe makes sense from the point of view of a student newspaper kind of introducing the city and things that you could do.
1: So it's the idea that you don't live there like you just
0: or you're new to Guelph and the region. So what can you do while you're in Guelph?
1: Well, some of these make sense. Like there's get ice cream at the boathouse. The yes. boathouse we passed. That looks like a cool place. Yeah. Tour local breweries. That makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of good breweries there. And we did mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny thing about this list, and, and people can seek it out if they want, but I just wanted to point it out because I th- thought it was really poorly written. And I'm sorry, whoever wrote this. But uh, one of the lines is read a book you didn't get around to. And then later on, it's like pick a book to read each month. And then again, later on, they're like find another book to read and it's just like okay you're just trying to fill the numbers up like you can't say read a book three times and count that
0: my editor said come up with 50 things yeah. and i could only come up with 25
1: yeah it really falls apart near the end um so like <laughs> redecorate your place number 50 is relax
0: nice so what's re-evaluate
1: <laughs> your budget. Help someone in need.
0: See, I really feel like this is geared towards students.
1: Be a pen pal. Yeah, students. Try out a new hobby. Write in a journal. And it's like, these are things that are specific to Guelph. Like, Yeah.
0: That's why now I'm thinking, if you think about it from a different perspective, maybe you can figure out why they would have put that list together anyways what did we do in guelph that was really exciting because <laughs> there are a few things so the most amazing burger ever was from royal electric bar and eatery
1: yeah well no i wouldn't say it was the most amazing
0: it was advertised or um
1: told to me as yes,
0: presented to
1: us although then it was promptly changed to well don't get your expectations <laughs> too high it's just good and a really good uh, it, it burger. was it was good it was a good burger
0: it was a really good. I had a fried chicken sandwich, which was really delicious, and I had a creamsicle beer.
1: All right, yeah.
0: Which you think that what? How does that work? It actually yeah. has it smells and kind of has a taste of creamsicle, and then kind of kind of uh, dissipates into like a beer. Drink. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's from a brewery called like Railside or something along those lines. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, in St. Thomas, I think we looked it up. Uh, so if you ever see advertised creamsicle ale, give it a try. It was very delicious.
1: Absolutely. Uh, after that, we did go to a brewery, didn't we? We tried to go to Sleeman's. We tried point, to go right? to Sleeman's,
0: yep, and walked in, and they don't have kind of walk-in brewery tours. Uh, it seemed like they had brewery tours, but we had to pre-book, and they were on weekdays, so... Yeah. ...that was not gonna work for us, but we picked up some beer for later. That's true. Which was great. Um, and then we went to Wellington Brewery.
1: Exactly, so... hmm uh, it was fun to do a brewery tour again because we just came back from like our Niagara trip, you know, a few months ago in February mm-hmm. and we did a brewery tour then. And the fun thing about that brewery tour or the funny thing about it is that they didn't really tour their brewing process at all. Like they only kind of briefly you like pointed at a bag and said, these are hops. Those are the cylinders. Uh, any questions? And we're just like, mm-hmm. uh, where do you begin? Right. Yeah. Like, how do you do it like how does this work whereas uh Wellington we had like a lady guide us through the entire process we could mm-hmm. to, like go up the steps and look at the machines look mm-hmm. at the giant <laughs> vats that they do it all in and it's it was, it was it was pretty cool actually
0: yeah yeah it was and they had lots of information to it, give us and yeah it gave us more of an explanation of the process mm-hmm. uh and also kind of hinted at you know what craft brewers were doing more recently which is the acidic beers Mm -hmm. and i thought to myself well gee that makes sense because i feel like i had an acidic beer at each place that we went to in niagara like they all had their variation of it and it was pretty good yeah and it was pretty good but that seems to be a trend that people are moving in which is interesting uh but yeah it was cool to see uh the wellington brewery and they had some really good beer
1: yeah, actually, that was the other thing, is I enjoyed Wellington more than any of the Niagara breweries we visited in February. Um, just the vibe of it, and mm-hmm. I don't know, the, the beers are good, good price, too. Like, you just came in there, and you could drop a dollar and get a glass of it, so... I recommend it. Check out Wellington. Mm-hmm. That wasn't our original goal, but it, it was a nice place.
0: No, yeah. And they, uh, they were open on Saturday, kind of in the afternoon, just after lunch. And yeah, you could just have kind of an impromptu tour of their facility and grab a little beer. So that was cool.
1: Hmm. So what else did we do that day? I felt like Saturday was a shorter day.
0: Um, that day, we also uh, went back to the apartment to chill out because that was a lot of food and beer. Right. Um, And we played that board game.
1: Oh, the five-minute dungeon. Yes. Yeah. I learned a lot about that uh, board game. And uh, there were a couple things that kind of were slash really cool and incredibly infuriating for me. Yes. (laughs) And one (laughs) of them was the board game. And it's not that it wasn't a good game because it was fun. Uh, a little bit simplistic, it was almost like just playing speed round Settlers of Catan, where, you know, instead of five resources trying to make uh, a uh, city or a building or whatever, a ship, instead you have, uh, you're, you're, you're trying to bring down five different things to to destroy an enemy or something, so... Similar concept, you have cards, you have resources, and you have to play them as quickly as possible because you only have five minutes to destroy yes. uh, a boss battle or get through a, a dungeon. Um, So that's not the infuriating part. The part is that they actually knew, I guess someone knew the person who put it together, and I ended up looking it up later on Kickstarter, and they raised like $388,000 for this board game. And I just it just blows my mind because I'm a creative person and I'm always trying to do creative interesting things but I always find that no one's really willing to uh spend money or take any real interest in what I'm doing so seeing someone just get $388,000 is like wow dang what what are they doing right that I am doing wrong <laughs> you know it's a it's a little bit of a a kick in the in, in the gonads <laughs> yeah
0: um do you yeah. like the game it's i like well yeah i like the game we ended up playing it for probably hours. six hours mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that um it's simple and you go through rounds but at the same time it didn't like it didn't feel like we were ever getting bored
1: no it was fun and and i like that it was a co-op game as opposed yes. to competitive
0: definitely um
1: that's usually what makes me not want to play Board games is some people get really into it and then it just becomes about them having to win. Or at least this one, us getting into it and really wanting to win was a team effort, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how can I better help the team? Yeah. And uh, like, I tried switching characters because I felt like I wasn't doing very much with one of the characters. And then I felt like I was contributing more to the team. And we found some ways to make you contribute more as a wizard. You had special mm-hmm. cards and stuff. So mm-hmm. that was kind of neat. I liked the camaraderie of it all.
0: True, yes.
1: So I do recommend it, but I, I hear that it's like impossible to get now because they're sold out as well. As...
0: Yeah, they made all the copies that they could with their 300 and yeah. however $1,000. Yeah. And um, so find a friend.
1: Five-minute... <laughs> dungeon yeah
0: five minute dungeon and yeah maybe someone will pick them up and kind of produce a few more of them
1: so the other thing we did that night is i actually got to play the nintendo switch and uh, right that has been the topic of our podcast for quite a bit um so i was really curious about it and i i definitely wanted to see what it's about you know i i was a nintendo guy when i was a kid i loved the super nintendo and i kind of haven't Really been into the Nintendo thing since then, but you know this is supposed to be them coming back. It's their big new whatever for the masses, mm-hmm. but for the, for the gamers, not just for their grandmas and and little kids. Yes, um, the device itself it's very uh, elegant, techy. Like it, mm. it's one of those things that I think like someone in their twenties and thirties wouldn't be embarrassed to have right in front of their TV. Like it, it has a nice elegance to it which is something that Sony and Microsoft have been doing very well since they started joining the industry, is they try to make it look like an electronic device, whereas old Nintendo consoles looked like toys. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. So it's like those are just for kids. And as you grow up, you go, well, I don't, I don't want to have a toy You're just out here. I mean, I'm trying to invite a girl over, and we're going to you know, smooch it up or something. It's like, <laughs> why do I have my toys out? So it looks like a nice piece of technology. Like, it's cool and it 's very it 's a good conversation piece too. Um, the switch works really well for a local multiplayer. I think that 's the biggest mm, okay. strength for it, like much like there was a group of four of us for that weekend, so mm-hmm. it 's like we got to play some board games together, and also I think the switch worked really well. would have been nice to have a couple more controllers, but you know it 's a very social console. Mm-hmm. It's not like me inviting a couple over and then all of us watching me play The Witcher. Right. Like, that's good fun. <laughs> Look, watch me call the horse. Yeah. Oh, it got stuck in the fence. Yeah. All right. This is fun, right, guys? Um, what did surprise me is I did play the uh, Zelda game, which is very mm-hmm. much the mm-hmm. same uh, genre as a Witcher, a open world uh, role-playing game, and it seemed like... I was worried that people were getting bored because I just wanted to try it out for a little bit, but everyone just seemed entirely captivated by it and were just fine Mm -hmm. with watching me play it. And I think that's uh, a sign of the success of that game, which has been uh, critically really well received, that it's doing something right. Because people never were like, okay, I'm bored. Can we do something else? Nope. Which, uh, Which surprised me. Um. As far as the hardware itself, the controller, uh I'm not actually a fan of.
0: Yeah, you thought it was very small, yes.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I like the I like the PlayStation Vita and <laughs> it has exactly the same size buttons and analog sticks as it. But yep. that is a very small portable device, so it was kind of weird, I guess, having a console with such small itty bitty buttons. Um but even, like, you know, uh, the Switch controllers, like, they snap out and snap in, right? Yeah. So, like, it comes out of the console, and then it can go into this little thing. I think it's called a Joy-Con, where they connect together. Um, but even then, like, they seemed really close together. I felt like that plastic thing should have been a little wider. It was just, like, my hands were really, really tight. Mm. I, don't know, I just thought it was really cramped. jammed together. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I did see someone with the Switch on the subway really so it had the the screen and the two joysticks on the side so nice it's it's around
1: i got so excited one time when i saw someone else with a vita i was like Mm. oh my god that never happens
0: did you become best friends with this person
1: Uh, uh, No, i didn't say anything but uh yeah that really made my day it was hilarious
0: do you have any idea how well the switch has been selling
1: Uh, apparently very well like uh I don't think it's comparable to like PS4's launch was ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but I kind of remember Nintendo saying this was one of their best launches of all time. So so I believe they've sold somewhere between two or three million already, which is pretty good for their first year.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Christmas will really be the time, the Mm -hmm. time to tell. Um, That's when they're going to need to... Up their advertising and,
0: and do Ooh, something really good we are gonna see more swift commercials with the young urbanites and their fancy apartments
1: swift <laughs> swift commercials
0: I don't know Fast. they're all very like catchy and like everyone's moving around and they're just switching oh. it up and I don't know that was my adjective that I chose
1: uh snipper clips what did yes. you th- what did you think of snipper clips
0: um it was fun I As per usual with video games, I can have a lot of trouble maneuvering things in them and I'll jump out of the way when I'm not supposed to be jumping out of the way. Oh,
1: you have zero experience. Really hard for me to
0: like jump onto a certain point. So that makes it um, a little bit difficult to do some of the tasks, but we got through a lot of them. Yeah. And I liked the, you know, logic thinking, puzzly part of it. Yeah. Um, So that was fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, I took a little bit of enjoyment out of how, like, the two of them on the side were, like, kind of like, oh, they did that a lot faster than us. <laughs> or, oh, this is taking them a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we had this other, I don't know, like Pear. backseat yeah. commentary going mm-hmm. on at the same time. Um, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Sniper Clips was, was pretty cool.
0: Again, something, you know, cooperative that you can do together. Yeah. That's not too frustrating. Yeah. Kind of fun. It has little characters, and when they like squat down, it looks like they're taking a poop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, you like that. You are so easily entertained.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah, and we played a little Mario Kart, but Mario Kart, I don't know, that's never really done it for me. I don't get it, but people love it. Mm-hmm. My niece loves it, so there's got to be something about it.
0: I enjoyed it. That was fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, you did very well in that. Well, thank you. Considering. You like? I have in- no zero control. Zero experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. If you want an example of it, check out an earlier episode. I believe it's called the Lego video game or something, where Diane is playing the Lego video game and <laughs> screaming at pigs because she's trying to catch them. It's pretty funny. We recorded her playing. Mm hmm. Uh, very entertaining.
0: Yeah. Again, sometimes in those games, I'd have to jump on a wall to get somewhere, and I'd keep jumping on the wall and falling off the wall. To the point where I get so frustrated, just hand you my controller, get me on the wall and I'm off the wall and yeah. then we can move on because I'm stuck here for five minutes.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like, let's say you went up to someone who's never played baseball before and you just go, all right, here you go. Here's the bat. Yep. And then it's like, what What am I supposed to do with this? It's like, well, I'm going to throw a ball at you now. Try to hit it. Yep. And it's just like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you don't have any like experience doing something that yeah. seems normal to someone else, yeah, it's it's gonna be a little challenging. But it was fun. Yeah. So okay, that was pretty much Saturday, right?
0: Yeah, because then we ordered pizza and we ate pizza and we played more dungeon, and mm. then we realized it was you know around eleven thirty, twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised I was still awake. <laughs> yeah,
1: good job, honey. So even on Sunday morning, you still got up to work on your PhD. You're you're writing your paper right now.
0: I did, yeah. I brought things to read with me in case I had time. I didn't set any alarm, but I thought, let's see what time I wake up. Um, I woke up and there was light coming in the window and I thought, well, I'll just wake up for a little bit and do some reading. I feel awake and I checked the clock and it was 6.15. My goodness. So I did some writing and got you know, that that part in the process where you've kind of read a few different papers and you're like, okay, I get an idea of what I want to write. Let's just put it into words. And that whole initial process of putting into words can sometimes be hard to do. And Absolutely. sometimes I like to just sit there with a pad of paper and kind of write stuff out and scribble things rather than do it on a computer. Yeah. Because at least with the paper, I feel like I can, I don't know, draw or move or do something and be moving in a forward direction. Whereas the computer, I'll like type a word and I'll delete the letters and I'll type a yeah. word and I'll delete the letters. And then I have nothing that's except true. a little flashing mm-hmm. <laughs> cursor. That's Where really annoying. You, yeah.
1: <laughs> Hurry up and type something.
0: So yeah, I just had my notebook and some papers. So I was kind of putting everything together. Um, and then everyone was all awake and hungry and ready for breakfast. Yeah. And we decided we go to this really awesome breakfast place, is I believe how it was described.
1: Yeah, everything was kind of, you know, yeah like, uh, said everything was said to be awesome. Yeah. Everything was going to be the best or the greatest or the most awesomest. It was pretty good. There was a lot of, um, yeah.
0: It was funny because uh, we got there and there was a long lineup of people. And We're like, oh wow, there's a lot of people here, and then we realized mm. it was Mother's Day.
1: Oh right, yes.
0: <laughs> and everyone was taking their mother out for a late breakfast slash brunch.
1: Yes. Props to all those people. A lot of people were doing that, and I was like, okay, they're good. They're good children. Hmm. I I totally forgot about Mother's Day, so I guess I'm a bad kid, but whatever.
0: Um. <clears> well, so we put our names down, and we had half uh, 45 minutes to wait. Mm-hmm. So we just went to the Tim Hortons next door and. Had some coffee to wake ourselves up a bit and just chillax. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't go too far away because they were going to text us when our table was ready and we had five minutes to get there.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Technology, man.
1: That's a good place. Any place that serves like real orange juice is a good breakfast place. That's, oh, yeah. I think that's a good qualifier.
0: That was the juice was squeezed right out of the orange. Wasn't even like Tropicana imported. It Ooh. was legit squeezed out of the orange. So yeah. that was really yummy.
1: That's good. Hmm. Uh, so after that, that's when we tried to go to the lake and that didn't really go anywhere.
0: Right. Yes. Because we had to pay an admission fee and we weren't planning on staying very long. So we didn't see a point in paying the whole admission fee. No.
1: And it was a lot too. That's the other thing. Like I, I remember saying something like if it was like $5 and whatever, we can throw in $20 for the four of us and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it was like 6 no, it was like 10 or 12. No, it adult. wasn't. Really? Okay. I thought it was a lot more <laughs> than that. I just remember them going, like, hey, it's going to be a lot. So, yeah, we decided to uh, do something different. hmm And that's when I believe we looked up the donkey sanctuary. Yeah. Is um, it
0: open? Can we go there?
1: So the same idea. It's like, let's look this up and let's look up admission because you don't want to spend $10 a person to, you know, go to a park for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we found out it is a charity. And so it's donate what you want kind mm-hmm. of thing. And they did say recommended $10, but um, I was set on that $5 thing. So we, we gave them $20 and the four of us went to the donkey sanctuary. <laughs> Excited? Yes.
0: And I learned a lot about donkeys. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, I guess we kind of, I don't know, went there... Maybe as kind of a, well, this is going to be really funny. We just get to walk around a bunch of donkeys kind of thing. Yeah. But I came out of it feeling a very different experience.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We learned something.
0: Uh, So I guess a little backstory. Uh, It was kind of started up by this retired couple who uh, decided to retire to a farm. And uh, either they or some neighbors had some sheep. And one of the sheep was attacked. And by a, wolf or by a yeah, a wolf or even just a, a dog, like a neighbor's dog that wasn't oh, well okay. trained, um, and so the owner wanted to find out. Well, how can I protect my sheep in a you know economical, natural way? Yeah. And someone suggested that they get some donkeys because yes. donkeys um, have a very protective instinct. Yes. Uh, And she thought, okay, this is interesting. I did not know this about donkeys. Ding,
1: fact number one, you didn't know about (laughs)
0: donkeys. (laughs) And so began this uh, quest into learning about donkeys. And as she was learning about them, she found out that there are actually a lot of neglected donkeys on farms because they may have these subtle off-to-the-side roles and they're not well taken care of. And when they get old and aren't very useful, they can even be more neglected. Uh, and there's no place for them to go.
1: Ding, (laughs) second fact about donkeys. Not treated very well. No.
0: So she created this donkey sanctuary, and it's now a registered charity, and they basically bring in um, neglected, not well cared for, um, perhaps donkeys that owners can no longer care for properly.
1: because they've gotten too old or whatever. Yeah,
0: all sorts of situations these donkeys have come from, and they come to this really nice farm, to be cared for and to be fed and to be, uh, looked at by vets and just enjoy the company of other donkeys.
1: Yeah. And this is the real, the big thing to say is that when I share the story with people, I go, oh no, you! they have like 74 donkeys yes. at this farm. Like, it's not just like we went there and there was like a dozen or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, there were a lot of donkeys mm-hmm. and, uh, uh they had uh, miniatures. Mhm. They had the regular ones and then yes. the big ones which are called mammoth donkeys.
0: <laughs> yes. Thing. <laughs> and they also have some Stock mules three. and some hinnies, which yes. are half horse, half donkey.
1: Yeah, do you remember the order or where how you know I which one it is?
0: A mule is Mom is a horse. I'll double check this. You can keep talking about (laughs) donkeys.
1: Probably fact check that just to make sure. Yeah, because I'd never heard of a hinny before that day, and that was ding fact number four about donkeys that I didn't know about. Is I mean, I guess I always knew mule was a half horse, half donkey, but they they categorize it based on whether the father or mother is a horse.
0: So officially, a mule is male donkey, female horse.
1: Right. So hinny's the other way around. Yes.
0: Um, and the donkeys there, some are in enclosed, uh, fields, but mm-hmm. some are just walking around the property oh, kind yeah. of thing. And you can just go up and pat the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> or they have
1: these buckets with brushes in it. If you feel like giving yeah. them a brush down.
0: Which is super useful because then they don't have to brush their donkey. <laughs>
1: it's very therapeutic too.
0: <laughs> it was. It was a
1: nice It was day. nice to
0: just walk and it was sunny and we could just walk around and, you know, pet and interact with the donkeys um and we were there uh for a donkey talk yeah where which is where we learned all this wonderful information about them and got to know a bit more about the center um but yeah it was it was great do you want to share the very funny story
1: yeah um i was gonna say we can't we can't leave out the, the the best moment i guess our favorite moment of the day um So you mentioned before that they they have like a clinic there. They have a place to help uh, sick donkeys. And one of the things we noticed is they had uh, some of the donkeys had these little masks on Mm -hmm. and the masks were uh, to cover up their face if they had just like had a cut or something and they like, you know, fixed it up. Mm -hmm. They didn't want it to be exposed to flies because that can cause infection, right? Yep. So... There was a moment um, where a neighbor to the farm, they were doing some kind of like uh, imitating a hunt.
0: Yeah, simulated it was very, hunt. Very
1: strange. Like they set it up and all these dogs and a bunch of horses started like galloping out yes. in the uh, field next to us.
0: Looked exactly like in Downton Abbey.
1: Yeah. And uh, it kind of freaked out a lot of the donkeys. Mm-hmm. And I kind of remember hearing someone saying that often uh, when when donkeys are... Uh, unsettled, they can get diarrhea. Yes. So what ended up happening is one of these donkeys was making a weird face, and I was like, "What? what's this guy about? Is he, like, grumpy or something? And then, no. His, his butt facing right towards us put on a full display of just just tons and tons of donkey poop just going down. <laughs> that was funny enough, but then another donkey with one of those masks on his face was like, what is that noise? thinking maybe it sounds similar to i don't know food being served or something like a
0: noise Mm -hmm. whatever
1: so he's like i'm gonna go check this out so you see this donkey coming over sniff 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 and then suddenly stopped (laughs) dead in his tracks and go oh my goodness (laughs) what was that
0: he literally like head jerked back up after he smelled the poop (laughs) yeah it was such a human-like reaction to a bad smell
1: it was the oh hell no face
0: yes and we thought that was hilarious (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was a highlight. But <laughs> even if you don't enjoy potty humor, I still recommend the uh, donkey sanctuary. It's it was good. It was very cool. And-
0: yeah, and lots of people were there with their families, like grandparents or babies or kids. Um, And I put a picture up on Instagram and one of my friends commented and said, hey, I love that place. And I'm like, really? I'd never heard of it before. It's so great. And she's like, that's because you're from Toronto. I was born in Cambridge. (laughs) I was born and raised nearby. And it's like a yearly family trip is going to the donkey sanctuary if you live in the area. So, um, yeah, but it seemed it was neat and very calming. Yes. Kind of how when they bring puppies in to, to be calming during very stressful exam season.
1: <laughs> oh, do they actually do that? Yes. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I, I've i never gone, but mm. I hear that this happens.
1: All right. Yes. So all you students in University of Guelph, go to the donkey sanctuary mm-hmm. and go brush a donkey for and a And you bit. can
0: volunteer there. There's lots of volunteers walking around. Yeah. Helping out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So I think that was that was our weekend because we got back, packed up, and headed home so that we could have a uh, small dinner for your mom with a mother
1: Mother's Day. Yes.
0: yes, which my dad cooked. Yeah, which I know you have strong opinions on.
1: <laughs> oh, the Mother's Day thing. Maybe we should get into that. That might be a fun thing. Actually, I'd love to hear some comments on that. So, sure, I'll bring it up. This will be the last time. Okay. So you aren't a mother yet, so this is no. why I don't get it yet. Okay. I am your husband, you're my wife. Yes. On Mother's Day, I'm always seeing these husbands doing things for their wives. Yes. Like making them dinner, Mm -hmm. doing all these things. Things that you would normally do, I guess, for their anniversary or their birthday. Sure. Christmas, I don't know. But Mother's Day, I'm like, isn't that the day where the kids are supposed to do something nice for the mom? Mm -hmm. So for this example of... Mother's Day at your parents' place just mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, why wasn't it you and your brother doing like the cooking? Of that? I know you were away, yes. but yeah it was it the duty was put on on your dad, and I understand mm-hmm. that that was just by default, but you're like, no that's normal. it often is Dad does something for your mom on oh no, Day.
0: we've done stuff in the past, mm-hmm. but that particular situation was Dad was doing it,
1: yeah, but you say that's that's like a norm, like that's what would be expected almost. And I've asked around other pa- places, and almost every single person I've talked to is like, Yeah, I have to get the thing for my wife, and I have to get the thing for my mom. And it's like, What? But so, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is just creating more problems for <laughs> wives and mothers in laws who are, usually don't get along anyway. So it's like now the husband has to fight between these two people. For attention on Mother's Day, when I'm thinking, well, just your kids, your kids should, like, make you breakfast in bed and all those things, like, on an iStock photo or something. (laughs) Nice. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. But you're not a mom yet, so I don't know if this is something that happens in the first few years mm-hmm. because you have a baby and it's like, oh, you're a mom. I'm going to get you flowers. Yes. And I appreciate you and yes. all this. But it doesn't go away. It's like these kids get <laughs> old enough. They should be taking care of mom. Uh, yes. All right.
0: And we had, yeah, kind of a back and forth with this because you kept saying I should be making dinner and I kept saying, but I'm not there to make dinner. <laughs> So how am I supposed no, to do this? No, I was just saying this? we should get some
1: takeout. Like, why don't we bring something or whatever? Like, why don't we take care of it? Mm-hmm. Why is your dad taking care of it? Yeah, but why dad
0: made really something? good dinner, so. he did. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was tasty. Anyway, I would love to hear so, from anybody out yes. there in the audience what their opinion is on this phenomenon that is Mother's Day. Because it definitely doesn't go the same way on Father's Day. I've not heard any situation where the wife is like, whatever, whatever, on Father's Day. Usually Father's Day is the day that everyone leaves him alone. That's and, what you discovered <laughs> by talking to other his, dads. <laughs> that's the favorite Father's Day thing to do. It's like, I'm just going to either go golfing, I'm going to go fishing, mm-hmm. I'm going to go do some manly thing somewhere far away in isolation because that's what fathers want to do, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yes. yes, send me an email, ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yes, who made food on Mother's Day? For the mothers. That's what we'd like to know. Yes. Let's settle this. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. All right. That's about a wrap though for me.
0: For Guelph. Yeah. Very cool. Um, nice to see the city and go around there again. A lot of it is very much the same and a lot of it is different. There's a lot of development going on there. More mm-hmm. apartment buildings, condos. I feel like those who cannot afford in Toronto are all shifting in that direction. West. Yeah, and going as far as Guelph. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's nice nice to see a, a city growing, but still some some of the same kind of core places are still around, which I always like to see.
1: It is a, yeah, it's a nice it's a nice little town. I did immediately miss being in a city almost like right away. <laughs> <laughs> like just not being able to go uh like when we were hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have liked to have just been able to go down the stairs and, like, walked out and just gotten something for you guys while you were chilling.
0: Oh, but I wouldn't yes. know where
1: to go. Like, we were out in the middle of nowhere.
0: It was a bit, was <laughs> a bit to, of a like, trek. I'd have to,
1: like, get a cab or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a bit <laughs> so, of a check to get... me
1: where the food is.
0: Anyway, that was interesting because anytime we had to go somewhere, we all piled into a your car. cousin's car yeah. to get there, which is not what we would do here. No, it's not not city
1: culture. It's very different.
0: Yeah, it's just a different way of of doing things, which is fine.
1: Different is fine. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, thanks to Field Processor for the music at the beginning and the end. You should check out, I have two new podcasts on Field Processor. Been really busy with that. Maybe that's what got me sick. Maybe I've been working too hard on that. I don't know. Check it out, fieldprocessor.com. Yeah, that's where everything is simple
0: cool wicked
1: so until next time
0: take one more
1: for the road